I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. Some unexpected topics have wound up on the U.S. presidential campaign agenda. Leaked video comments, for example, or anti-American protests around the globe. But the U.S. economy still tops the agenda. Republican nominee Mitt Romney says if he's elected, he will create 12 million new jobs. President Obama says that he will generate 1 million manufacturing jobs. Achieving either of those numbers would involve bringing back jobs from China or, at the very least, stopping jobs from going there in the first place. The world's Jason Margolis went to the swing state of New Hampshire, where job migration is a particular concern. According to a new study, New Hampshire earned the dubious distinction of losing more jobs to China per capita than any other state over the past 10 years. Companies like Watts Water Technology helped the state secure that spot. The company had been making water control valves at its plant in the town of Franklin since 1959. But the economics of building in China were simply too enticing. The company didn't entirely shut things down in New Hampshire, though. And today, the Franklin factory is once again bustling. That's because it's making sense to bring some jobs back home, says operations manager Ken Sargent. The cost of labor in China is constantly going up. The fuel to get it here is constantly going up. And operations are becoming more streamlined in New Hampshire. Which makes it a lot more cost-effective to bring the work back to the state. And Sargent is just happy to be home. In China, I really didn't know what to expect. I had translators for many of my meetings. The cultural barrier is significant. All told, Sargent says the company brought back between 125 and 175 jobs, about two-thirds of what was originally lost. The company is one of only a handful in the state to even consider moving jobs back from China. It does still also manufacture some of its products in China to serve its Asian customers. Still, Watts Water is an insourcing success story, one that many politicians like to highlight. I asked the company's director of operations, Tyler Stone, how much government incentives influence their decisions to relocate jobs. I would say... It can help, but it's usually never the driver. The driver's really around how we serve our markets and our customers. Here's what Richard Devaney thinks of politicians taking credit for bringing manufacturing jobs back from China. Devaney is a professor of strategy at Dartmouth's Tuck School of Business. It's all baloney. That's not to say that government shouldn't try to help businesses compete with China. Devaney says we're in a new economic cold war. He says we're losing in part because we're failing to adapt. Our form of capitalism is at a disadvantage compared to state capitalism. And so far, what we've tried to do is to level the playing field by getting the Chinese to act like us. WTO, World Trade. Devaney argues for what he calls strategic capitalism, which is also the name of his new book. Basically, he says American leaders need to become more engaged in economic policymaking, thinking long term. But what voters often hear are promises to restore what we've lost. Dennis DeLay, an economist with the New Hampshire Center for Public Policy Studies, says it doesn't do us any good to look back. If you look at the manufacturing jobs that have been lost, in a very real sense, those jobs have gone and probably will never come back. DeLay says tax breaks or subsidy programs can create a short-term boost. But to promote long-term economic growth, Policymakers need to focus on educating the workforce and investing in capital development. 
I think where New Hampshire competes is in producing high-value-added products that require a significantly trained workforce. And that's a very difficult combination for other countries to be able to match. To see that formula in action, take a ride up the road to the town of Hanover and the company Hypertherm. Evan Smith is the company's president. Well, we make uh, high-temperature metal cutting equipment that's used around the world for uh, cutting plate steel, stainless steel, aluminum. Most of the company's 1,300 employees work here in New Hampshire, and the company exports 20% of its product to China. So why not just move the factory to China, too? There's nothing that technically that requires it to be here in the U.S., Smith compares his company to successful German manufacturers. These are companies that usually have a very deep tradition in a, in a niche technology, but have established a, a worldwide leadership position in that, invest for the long term. That includes investing in workers. The company has put a couple of million dollars into a training institute to ensure a steady stream of skilled machinists. The company got help for this from the states of Vermont and New Hampshire and the federal government. That's the type of government support many in the state are calling for. The presidential candidates do address workforce training in their platforms, but most of their economic arguments center on taxes. Mitt Romney promises lower business taxes. Barack Obama says he'll end tax breaks for companies that outsource American jobs. I asked Evan Smith at Hypertherm how much he considers taxes when deciding where to manufacture. I can't think of a single strategy meeting that we've had where where that's come up. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, Hanover, New Hampshire. There's more of Jason's coverage of politics and the presidential campaign at theworld.org.